right. Uh, this this week's this episode is this actually episode. thematically relevant. Uh, do you remember? <laughs> uh, well, uh, not thematically relevant, but it's like the two that we're talking about are actually like connected in yeah. ways. Uh, do you guys remember the nineties? Hey, do you remember? Do you remember ninety? Do you remember nineteen ninety one to two thousand two two thousand one? When did it get canceled? <laughs> Um, Invader Zim premiered in 2001, and I think there was, like, some shit floating around in 2000 or something. Maybe the pilot came out in 99, I don't remember. Um. But, we're talking about Rocco's Modern Life. Static, static cling, cling. And Invader Zim. Enter the Florpus. Enter the Florpus. Uh. Is it yeah. the, or is it the? It's the Florpus. I just said duh because it's cute, random it's humor, wacky, wacky uh, funny. Y'all, random humor is back, and it's better than ever. It's kind of the two sort of, like, there's, like, lawful random and chaotic random, which are, like, Rocco and Zim. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. So. <laughs> it's, like, gross out random. Yeah. Uh, I original Rocco was kind of like what a friend in Stimpy was not made by like um, a pervert, a man. pervert, a, an actual piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and uh, so Rocco's Modern Life Static Cling. Um, I'll tell you right now what I thought of it. Uh, it was alright. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, we, we talked a little bit about it before we recorded, and I basically said like I liked the stuff of Rachel. Um, I wish I, I, th- I wish everything else written around it uh, was written. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm, I'm curious about what you think. Like, what, so, why do you think it's underwritten? So, um, my boyfriend told me about it because he watched it before I did. He was like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's really obvious that, like, the first 20 minutes of it are, like, what they pitched it to Netflix as. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, Netflix greenlit Big Mouth for three new seasons. So they had to, yeah. it's, it's just lowest of the low ball effort comedy. Like, heifer, just good, like... Birdie. I got an iPhone 7. I got the iPhone 8. Yeah. Guys, the iPhone 10 just came out. We gotta get it. Rocco, get iPad. Selfies. <laughs> uh, I'm on YouTube. Uh, my dog's addicted to using the internet. It's bad for you. <laughs> Things, technology changes in 20 years. <laughs> yeah. 30 years. 30 years. 30 years. Well, I guess it's 20 years is what they say in the show. Well... Uh, Starbucks's are on every corner. Uh, what's the Boca deal? Frappuccino. Boca Frappuccino. What's the deal with, uh, what are, what are some of the, it's really low effort jokes in this. Yeah, I don't even, I, I, I blanked out. Uh, what if it. your car had a battery in it? <laughs> Tesla. Tesla. Stock markets. <laughs> the, the recession. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, that uh, that shit sucked, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, not not very good. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I never liked Rocco as a kid. That's the problem. Is I feel funny. like I loved Rocco as a kid, but I have not watched it in a very long time. Mm-hmm. So it could be something where it's just like, oh, this is just what the show always was. Right. The show was never that good. You just liked it because it was a cartoon. Yeah. Um, but. I don't know. Yeah, it was always halfway I, there for me. Like, I, I would like watch it if it was on. It was. It was also weird because I think I, I also saw a lot of the cute fan art of Rachel and Rocco. Yeah. Uh, and man, is that better than the actual episode? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's this cool phenomenon lately of fandom media where it's like people just make fan make art it. that's better than the actual source material. Yeah. You see it with the new Godzilla. You see it with every 
fucking single goddamn project that the Avatar people make. Oh, God. The only thing you can think of with the fan art and the, the actual product are on the same level is, like, Spider-Verse. Yeah. The fan art's kind of just, you know, cutesy, playing along with that. But, yeah, no, it's, uh... I don't know. I was I was, I was was underwhelmed. I mm-hmm. do not, you know, I do not want to, like, poo-poo on people who are like, whoa, a trans cartoon character? Yeah. I've never seen or done that before. <laughs> um, but also, like, you know, you have the internet. <laughs> trans people be made. You could you could watch cartoons made by trans people who are out. Yeah, I mean, like it was it was sweet. I thought it was decently executed. I, I it it made me. There's a thing where people say like, oh, it makes me excited that like kids stuff has this, and it's yeah. like, yeah. But I guess it's also something where it's like to me, it's not new that kid stuff has this i know steven universe is very over talked but it's like you know steven universe addresses stuff like this in it yeah uh maybe not as explicitly and so that was kind of cool but it's also like yeah but it's also like netflix and they also have big mouth <laughs> and and not too good birdie season two and not too good birdie season two so really i think we're getting played <laughs> <laughs> it's like cool they got that how many stuff do they have made by actual trans people? Mm. Uh, Sense8. Sorry, actual trans people who aren't fucking billionaires. Yeah. Hmm. Let uh, it, literally, let the horse die. Let the horse die. <laughs> I, I, And I'm one of the few people who liked, who who still will say that I liked BoJack Horseman seasons I one. I watched it because it was the Lisa Hannawalt show, and now that yeah. they've canceled Tuka and Birdie... I can't go back. It's also something where it's like, the problem with it is that it's the Lisa Hanawalt show, but it's definitely a show that you can tell she made not expecting them to keep renewing it. Mm-hmm. Because the the show's format does not work when you have to continuously yeah. <laughs> either not have your character change or have him undo any of his growth or have him change for the worse. And you can't really go that far before you're just like, wow, this guy just sucks, doesn't he? <laughs> He's this guy sucks and I just don't want to I I don't care. I don't care that he sucks anymore. Yeah. I I will say I I did like um I actually I will say this. I think people aren't giving it too much credit in the sense that the way the show handled it and wrote it is bad, but it's like I see people being like, "No, this is how you handle comedy around yeah. trans characters." And I'm like, "That's not funny." Though, is the it's joke. not Yeah, there's no the, the, the joke where he, there's, there's there's no joke there. The joke is just she goes I'm right. trans, and they go, awesome, that's so cool. Which, one, if anybody ever responded to me like that, I would leave. <laughs> <laughs> I would leave immediately. Wow, that's so great and cool. That's so dope. So you got both? <laughs> so you're like one of those? Yeah. Oh, that's so... Oh, you're like that. That's so woke. Oh. <laughs> Rocco says that. Rocco says, that's so woke. Um, no, but then, like, the joke they have is the, like, uh, is the sort of, like, Roger, Roger, I thought your name was Rachel, which is, like, not a bad joke, it's just not a funny joke, it's just it's not, not a funny joke. It's not really a joke. It's, 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 like, it's well, a, you thought wrong, and I will yeah, correct you now. <laughs> it's, it's a very much, like, yeah, that is a joke that they would make on a 90s cartoon. Yeah. Which it is now 2019. <laughs> and if your whole point of this is that things change, you gotta write better than that. I have an extremely um, galaxy brain to take on this show. Okay. Uh, I think, given the the collapse of the corporate 
uh, scene and the characters saying stuff like, hey, it's all of our excess labor, surplus labor that was stolen from us. The redundancies of capitalism have collapsed. Uh, and the other themes that are in it, my Marxist reading <laughs> of Rocco's Modern Life Static uh-huh. Cling yeah. is that a big sort of way in which they are implementing and folding in the trans narrative to the larger narrative is that Ed Bighead represents the sort of ways in which uh, working class, even which is weird because he's not working class, but they kind of make mm. they they kind of retroactively make him working class, yeah, it's which weird. is really weird. Yeah, because he was always a he's like a middle manager on the show, but they're just right. like, no, he's like a worker. <laughs> no, he's the proletariat. He's the proletariat now, but it's like whatever. Okay, um, <laughs> so like uh, they they have that, and it's like he it, it represents the way in which. All these things in his life are going horribly wrong because of a system much larger than himself. Mm-hmm. And then he is offered all of this change, the recession, the economies of your small towns that you live in are being destroyed. Your jobs are being destroyed and your bosses are making off with billions of dollars mm-hmm. that they're not going to give to you to help this. All of this is collapsing around you and you don't feel like you can change it. But there is some change you can you can control which is how you respond to your trans child. And so I think the Marxist read I have of this show is that it's a critique of how transphobia and queerphobia in 2019 is being sold by conservative elites to people as a way of like, hey, don't pay attention to all the shit we're doing to fuck you over. Yeah. Pay attention to this other stuff that's changing. Yeah. And that becomes a, a symbol of the change that we're telling. You can't do it. You know, the economy, you can't do anything about the recession. Mm-hmm. But you can do something about Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> that, and that's that, that's my Marxist read of it. Is I, yeah, I, I like that. I, I kind of like the idea that the show doesn't just talk about, you know, transphobia in a vacuum. They very heavily set up that it's, it is a response to, uh, it, it not is a response to, but Ed's reason for rejecting Rachel is essentially that too much in his life has changed yeah. and he doesn't know how to cope with it. And the message that the show gives is like, this is the one thing that like you should accept. It's everything else that you shouldn't be accepting. Right. And that I think is actually a very sweet message. And that's something I like about the show. And I wish more people talked about that element of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. They do kind of position her like. Originally, the conflict being very sort of like, I think people kind of have a lot of like sort of class anxiety or like backsliding anxiety. Uh, And that's why there's kind of all of these um, like people adopting sort of social uh, like isms or, or, you know, whatsoever, like uh, to kind of preserve their to preserve their place. And you kind of see the awkwardness of that happening with. Mr. Bighead uh, in this children's cartoon. Yeah, um, it's it's. I, I hate that we've just gone full uh, bread tube and are now doing uh-huh. Marxist readings of cartoons. But but it's like when I watched that, I was just like, huh. Mm-hmm. That's like really interesting. That like that 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 just seems like like oh the anxieties that this deals with are economic and social anxieties. Yeah, and the show makes the point that social anxieties are parts of change in life that you need to accept. Mm-hmm. Economic anxieties are things you can change yeah. <laughs> with proletariat action. <laughs> exactly. So toss a Molotov through that window tonight, baby. With your trans daughter. With your trans daughter. 
Rachel, looks... Rachel's design is really cute. Yeah, I like good. her design. It's really good. Yeah. We, we stand. We love, we, we love Rachel. I also love the, I, I actually, there was one, um, joke re- around transness that I, I did that thought was cute, which was, uh, Mrs. Big Head trying to be like, we should like, no, like, I think, I think it's great what Rachel's doing. And I found these shoes in her size that are cute. <laughs> I thought that was a really good bit where it's just like, like her first reason is like, she's our daughter and we love her. And her second reason is like, and I bought her these shoes. <laughs> Cause like, that's, that's like well-written character humor. Cause it's like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what that character is like. Cause she's very much just like, oh, I found something that I bought for her. So we have to accept her because I want to give it to her. <laughs> God fucking fucking great um but yeah it's it's all right it's It's all right it's it's what 40 minutes it's 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 short you could watch it like while you're cooking or like Mm -hmm. i don't know if you go to the gym you can watch it on your iphone yeah (laughs) watch it on your fucking phone on the telephone (laughs) i'm tired of these people who sit down and watch rocco's modern life (laughs) static cling and think they've actually understood the marxist themes in it when they watched it on their fucking phone telephone we love, uh, we love that. Do, 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 David Lynch yelling about phones is never going to not be funny to me. <laughs> it's, it's permanently funny. Um, um, so, yeah, that's probably all that can be said about static cleaning. Uh, what would you have rather spent your Netflix subscription money on? Which um, is now $12. <laughs> Jesus, a fucking yacht, Netflix. <laughs> What's up with the prices, you crazy assholes? Um... $12, I could buy a movie. For $12, I could buy one movie I actually want to watch instead of 500 I don't. <laughs> 500 channels and nothing on the goddamn tube. Is, isn't it weird how it used to be 500 channels and nothing on the damn tube, and now it's 500 streaming services and none of them have anything good? <laughs> and I have to watch a fucking Edward, Edward Yang movie on YouTube. <laughs> and I, and I still have to pi- and I have to relearn how to pirate things. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I, I do hate the, like, oh, I want to watch this movie. All right, let me see. Is it on Netflix? No. Hulu? No. Canopy? No. Hoopla? No. Crackle? No. <laughs> Torrenting websites? No. One, two, three movies? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon? Yes, actually. Yeah. yeah yes. $8. $8 for standard definition. For three hours. For three hours. Which is, the movie is three hours and one minute, so you don't even get the full movie. Um, no, that's not, that's not true. Amazon, Amazon Prime's never an option. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not. Fuck you, Bezos. <laughs> I'll fucking come for you. Uh, what would you rather have spent $12 on? Um, you know what? Related, to, I, uh, Rocco's Modern Life, probably like the first season or like maybe two seasons of it on iTunes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> remember, yeah. remember buying movie shows on iTunes? Remember when that yes. was the only way to watch Sheep in the Big City for like five years, for like oh. a decade? There was no other distribution model for Sheep in the Big City but buying it on iTunes. Weren't they making a podcast like in the like early, early, early podcast days, like some sort of video? Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. I don't know that. But er, iTunes was fucking God. Off the I'm chain. so I'm. It, it's so weird how like. I still have those episodes of Sheep in the Big City. I liked that show. I yeah. That's like one of the few things I ever bought from iTunes. Goddamn. Um, so that. Yeah. Uh, Rock is Modern Life on iTunes. <laughs> yeah, why not? Fuck it. Let's go. Let's all go back to iTunes. Bring it back. Uh, or don't you know bring what? It back. Or, or you know what? A Hulu subscription. 
because I think they also yeah. have Rocco's Modern Life the whole show. Oh god, which yeah. Which is so weird that like I think Zim and Rocco's Modern Life the series are on Hulu. God damn. I don't understand. I don't understand this crazy mix em up world we live in. <laughs> this fucking crazy. world. I'm feeling like Rocco coming back from Earth after 20 years, <laughs> and I. That was the other thing that I didn't get. Was Rocco actually obsessed with that show in the original series? Because I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't either. I think. I mean, I think they were just making a general point about nostalgia or something like that. Like they had. Well, they could have written it a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, like, it's kind of about, you know, I don't know, it's very ham-handed. It's just, like, all this dialogue of Rocco being like, why can't it be like the way it was before? Um, I don't like change. They added a baby. <laughs> um, Girl Ghostbusters! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, for real. I, I don't know what voice that was, because Rocco doesn't sound anything like what the <laughs> fuck I was doing. Rocco sounds like fucking Marge Simpson. <laughs> sounds like late series Marge Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's whatever. It's Rocco. Whatever. Who cares? Next. Next. <laughs> Invader. Am I Zim. still watching Netflix? You bet I am, because now it's time <laughs> to enter the floor. Enter the goddamn florpus. So you are sitting. You are in the company of two people who uh, have an encyclopedic knowledge of Invader Zim. Is that a real Zim? Ha- I. Watching it and, like, telling my friends about, like, all the shit that was posted on Room with a Moose back yeah. in the fucking day. Uh-huh. And them just being like, what? And it just being like, yeah, back then people would just leak storyboards and it wasn't a big deal. <laughs> yeah. No one gave a shit. It Literally, was... no one gave a shit back then. And that, like, browsing Room with a Moose was, like, really crucial to, like, my artistic development and, like, figuring out, like, how concept sheets work and how, like, how storyboards really work and... Like, all of that, all of that leech stuff was so fucking cool, and all the character designs, and all the unused stuff. Yeah, no, even, like, the writing elements of it, because, like, they also leaked, like, you know, all the unused scripts and stuff, uh-huh. and a lot of the notes and stuff, and, like, the ideas about it, and here, it's sort of this idea of, like, hey, our audiences aren't responding to this character, like, the, the infamous, yeah. um... <laughs> Dib's I love, a bitch. The, yeah, the infamous, I love New York, but I hate Dib, Dib's a bitch, uh, yeah. <laughs> she, which is, like, about character design, but they also talk about, like, here's how to, like, write Dib better uh-huh. because like people don't like dib dib's a bat dib is not a well-written character mm. um and i i didn't di- i didn't agree with it but i i liked reading it i liked learn I, I definitely yeah. learned a lot about writing so zim is definitely very influential on both of us yeah and sadly we must announce that ends of the florpus is good it's very <laughs> good um, i was so ready to not like it and i was it's... ready for whatever i i was ready for anything i was strapped in I the uh, thing is it's not like I went in going like yeah I can't wait to hate this I was yeah. just like there's I was like there's no way like it's not gonna it's it's gonna be like them not knowing understanding how that kind of humor has influenced comedy unless you can't just redo it yeah and then they just redid it but they avoided the worst tropes of it and I was like fuck it's just like watching an old episode and yeah exactly I hate that I like it. There were a couple of jokes that were uh, like ripped directly from the original series. Uh, like, there's a lot of the sort of repetition, because uh, or like not being able to hear someone or something like that. Oh yeah, uh, which, which which I actually thought was really funny because the original way that joke played out on the show was that they didn't an- they didn't animate the cars that were supposed to be there. Yeah. So the whole joke in the original one is this like weird meta animation joke of just like there's clearly supposed to be cars, but they're just standing across the street from each other, just now. screaming for no reason. Um. Yeah. Uh. So we. 
we have both seen every episode of Invaders. Yeah, and we've listened to all of the uh, uh, voice acted I, scripts of the un- unreleased episodes. I have definitely listened to the voice, uh, the audio commentaries, but it's been a while, and I plan to revisit them yeah. very soon. Actually, because I've been wanting to, I've been wanting to do that. Mm-hmm. Netflix or whoever has like these things, put fucking DVD commentaries on these. I want to listen to those. Yeah, commentaries I'll just, I'll on just borrow someone's box set. Yeah, they probably there's probably there might be commentary. I don't know. I'll look into it. The comment I know the commentaries were definitely posted online, probably on Room with the Moose because yeah. the box set was so limited print that like mm-hmm. most people just didn't have access to them. But I have access to all of it. Yeah, I have the fucking box set, bitch. I'm gonna borrow it. <laughs> and listen to those commentaries again because yeah. it has been a minute. Absolutely. Um, uh, my favorite joke from the the commentary is still being the episode where they're just eating burritos the whole time. Oh so my like, because they're like, there's not a lot to say about this episode, so they're just eating food. <laughs> Goddamn! What a what a what a fun little show. Anyway, yeah. If you didn't, if you watch it, here's how you know if you'll like this: watch an episode of Invaders M on YouTube. <laughs> Did you like that? Did you like it? Was that fun? There you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's it's exactly that. They did a very, very faithful recreation of the show, mm-hmm. but updated for 2019. Yeah, and I, I was inclined to kind of balk at the animation style just because it's definitely digitally animated now. Um, but I think that, like, Invader Zim is a show that kind of existed on the cusp of digital animation. Like, it was the era of, like, Jimmy Neutron and how, and a lot of other people figuring out how to do, like, computer 2d animation that doesn't necessarily suck which was a very bumpy road i remember it i uh, i am glad that they re- faithfully recreated the shitty cgi from the original zim at the time it was sick as fuck like, i know that was the best cgi in any show which made it so much funnier that they recreated yeah. it like exactly like just oh, the cell shading oh I, this I looks exactly looked... like battle of the planets <laughs> yeah i thought it looked great um and yeah they they I, I was really touched by this movie because I uh, Invader Zim is really close to my heart, um, and a lot of a lot of Joan and Vesquez's work is very close to my heart. And shout out to J.R. Goldberg because I think that her art art direction really made um, a lot of the designs. Uh, I, I will say, like, to loop around and finish off my original point, uh, Invader Zim was like, I think, like traditional hand animated originally, whereas this new show is digital, and I. I I think the style really lends itself to digital, and it works better in digital. Um, as much as I wish they had animated it like a little bit more, if that makes any sense. Uh, it's it's there's definitely you can definitely tell it's digitally animated when the tallest are on screen. Oh yeah, big time. Because they have uh, their proportions do not translate to digital animation as well as the other characters do. Yeah, I'd, I I I would agree with that. Mostly just because it makes them look like Rick and Morty characters. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, go on. Yeah. Um, but it I, it looked all right. It, it it disappointed me a little bit as far as just the, the fluidity of the animation. But I, I think that, like, uh, the updated character designs, especially for, like, Gaz and Membrane uh, and, like, for the tallest, I think they all looked really good. Uh, so shout out to J.R. Goldberg and Jonah Vasquez. The, for... the, yeah, the Gaz redesign is really good. I know it's, I'm pretty sure it's based partially on the comics, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. A lot of this stuff happens in the comics. No, yeah, it. it it really it felt in the spirit of the original show, um, and the jokes the jokes really hit for me. I I thought that the involvement of Minnie Moose was really good. The scene where Minnie Moose steals the sticker decal was really funny. Very yeah. classic. Scene. No, that's I I oh so good. I I really as somebody who also loved Zim and grew up and like whose humor definitely 
God, I don't want to say humor is influenced by it because then you're going to be like, yeah, of course he would. <laughs> uh, but it's like, I was like, I was, fuck you. I was like 10 when this yeah, show was on the air. Same. <laughs> I was a 10 year old, 12 year old. This show helped me. It was one of the shows that I basically learned joke construction and like what makes something funny and what doesn't. Yeah, um, absolutely. And the false, the false message, the, the false lesson people take from it is, you know, lol random, but you use the same four words. Yeah. And the real construction is like, no, it's about like subversion of expectations and, mm-hmm. you know, the way you construct things and the way you exaggerate things and where you exaggerate and what you have grounded exaggerations yeah uh the, the the very intelligent writing dynamic of dib and gaz both being able to switch off between exaggerations and straight man mm-hmm. like that was the dynamic that i always thought was like brilliant was that like dib and gaz are basically both straight men and whatever the opposite of the straight man is yeah sukukomi is, is that the bit uh, from the lucky star okay sukomi yeah uh fucking moe through helplessness yeah so bokeh i think is the funny man and sukome <laughs> is the uh the straight man if i remember correctly yeah i think so um who fucking cares yeah no that's people so, vader zim is an anime <laughs> <laughs> it is an anime um but yeah, yeah. no it's Really well written. Uh, I do love the evolution of people who definitely were ZDR, uh, Zatter types, mm-hmm. like when the show originally aired, now just skipping all the bullshit, just wanting to fuck Professor Membrane. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, yeah, fuck the, fuck the bullshit. There is kind of like this weird scene where Zim is like drunk and like ranting at Dib that kind of feels like a couple's quarrel. But other than that, I, I think <laughs> it was, was it Zader bait? Was Do you think Zader that was Zader Bait? Do you think it was? No, because Jonan hates Jonan. Like, oh, hate, he, yeah, no, he hates <laughs> his fans. He has said in the commentary, I, I, which I, I think this is funny. Like, he said in the commentary that he loves to torture Gur, and he loves any episode where Gur is like is like not having fun or is, like <laughs> upset. And there's a lot of like jokes in this movie that are basically just like Gur does something or something happens to Gur to make Gur extremely upset, and that's the joke. Uh, I, I love Jonan. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I, that's, I think, the thing that, like, that's a touch of his writing and his humor that I think is always missing uh, from, like, fans who try to badly recreate it. Is that, like, mm-hmm. no, you also have to have a little bit of hostility. Yeah. Like, a little bit of hostility specifically towards your own audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's deserved hostility. Um, I, you know, I would put down on the table as, as a Jonan Vasquez fan who sucks. Uh, yeah. No, same. Yeah. <laughs> as as, as uh, Anne Gwish from the Johnny oh. the Homicidal Maniac comics. Oh, yes. I reread some of those recently. How do they hold up? Um, I'm kin with her. Anguish? Yeah. Yeah, she's good. Yeah, she's good. I, I, was, I was more of a Debbie girl growing up. Yeah, I kind of feel that. Uh, wrapping up my general reaction. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, my my familiarity with Invader Zim is such that, like, I, I had kind of heard whisperings of uh, projects similar to this where they were like, yeah, we wanted to make a movie where, like, Dib... There's, like, a bunch of space travel, and Dib, like, fixes tax ship. Um, so the really sweet thing about this movie is that it kind of hits those notes, and it, like, closes those loops of, like, cool, something actually, like, happens, and it's exciting, and it's, like, it feels like an epic. Um, yeah, because that was that was the original scripts, too. It was, like, they, the, the show was originally going to go off Earth a lot. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, they were going to develop it a lot more. There was going to be a lot more stuff with tax ship, because there were a bunch of... Uh, unaired finished episodes like Dibship Rising which is about like 
Dib trying to take control of Tax Ship by remove, I, replacing I her AI about that. with and his just, AI, just, but he's too stupid. And it just, yeah, and it just, he, the, the ship tries to go to school as Dib. Yeah. <laughs> and just expanding on the continuing joke of people not knowing uh, what people look like. <laughs> um, really, really good. Um, but yeah, it, it, I it it really put a smile on my face. I, I really thought it was great. Um, there were some there were some things that I didn't really love about it. I didn't like some of Gaz's characterization, uh, I, but I, I I'm also kind of wondering if it's I, I don't know. Like I I feel like a part of it is that like you can't write a Gaz character. Like, the thing is yeah. Gaz Gaz's character type is so overdone now that I think they had to diversify her like character yeah, type up. A yeah, little. she's kind of the same joke over and over again, and that's I see that. Um, so I don't know. I just don't know if they stuck the landing on it quite so much. But I then again, I'm I'm gonna be a purist because I have the fucking box set and I have like this weird. You're you're, you're Rocco screaming that there was no baby in the original. Yeah. Um, yeah. I kind of I, I kind of want to get a tattoo. I've I've talked about this with friends, but I haven't talked about this in public. But I want to get a tattoo that's like around my arm or like my upper arm or something that like that. That's like a zoetrope. Like it's every frame of animation in the girl dancing gif <laughs> going around the circumference that's, of my arm. That's brilliant. That yeah. is so fucking funny. That is some like barista with a like. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just barista shit. Yeah, no, you to should go do with it. my other stupid ass tattoos, which I love. I love stupid. I've got fucking hypnoized Goofy on my ankle. You do. It's a great tattoo. Yeah. Uh, I'll put a photo on screen. Yeah. <laughs> Enter the Florpus, really touching. Um, I loved all the I loved all the goofy like animation bits. Uh, all all of the stuff where they changed like the the format. Yeah, I I remember being really sad hearing that Jonan was like genuinely upset that Netflix fucked up and like yeah used clips that from things that he wanted to be a secret. Like he wanted the opening to actually fake people out. Yeah, he wanted people to actually think when that happened that that when the episode starts that that was how the show was gonna look. Yeah, which is a, kind of. Similar, he d- he does like a same joke in Filler Bunny Three, which is not great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but to to see that kind of extrapolated into like a, a full motion thing is like really cool. Um, and I I think that would have been a great joke. Yeah, no, it's it's a real <laughs> shame that Netflix ruined it by like showing it and then showing animation from the rest of the episode and thus making it obvious that scene is a joke. <laughs> Yeah. Because, like, it plays out very effectively. Like, it plays out very much like, oh, this is what Netflix is doing with the show, is they made it look like this. Yeah. God. Yeah. It's it's very funny. I'm sad they didn't bring back Invader Scooge. Yeah. There is, you know, there were some characters who, who returned. Who cameo. Yeah. Did, does Keith show up anywhere? I think Keith is in one scene i yeah. first i almost fucked up and thought he was the one in the sticker scene with mini moose no, but that's that's a uh, i forget that character's name that's the one where like my tongue it's i oh god I, I i should know this because it's not the other m which no. is one of my favorite character names the, on that whole the letter show. the letter m yeah the letter m so uh, fucking funny God, because he's the one where they have the joke where uh, where when Brian, the kid of glasses, gets sent to the underground classrooms because Miss Bitters just doesn't like the way he looks, he <laughs> runs in with his hands above his head. Is it like Poochie? It, it's something like that. Yeah. I think it like actually is like just Poochie because all the characters in the all the background characters in this name have like the stupidest joke names, which Melvin, is Melvin Moofy. <laughs> um, 
We're doing live research to find out. Yeah, I'll probably. Oh, does this. does Nick have a cameo in it? Oh God! <laughs> Hopefully, God, I love Nick. Nick, uh, for those who don't remember, is there's a there's a character. I'm so happy! I'm so happy. Uh, there's a character that because Jonah had a famously tenacious relationship with Nickelodeon Studios, so there's a joke where Zim has a kid that he's kidnapped oh, and he's doing an experiment that. on who has a giant probe in his head that makes him happy all the time. Yeah. So he just has this huge smile, and he's just always going, I'm so happy all the time. Uh, and Everything's has, great. And he has, his shirt is basically the Nickelodeon logo without the text in it, and the oh character's name is Nick. Did you hate... Uh, when the Nickelodeon... Uh, I'm, I'm so trained from being... Uh, from being an angry teenager, but when the Nickelodeon title came up on the screen during the intro for the movie, did you also go, fuck you? Yeah, no, I literally, <laughs> boo- I, I actually screamed, uh, and our friends can, can testify this, I actually screamed, you didn't have shit to do with this. <laughs> you fucked this up. Oh, was Gretchen in the movie? She yes, I know Gretchen was. She was, uh, she was one of the kids holding hands above the volcano. Oh, or, yeah. or either that or one of the kids holding hands with the, like, cat that gets arrested, which was a really funny joke. <laughs> That that was a really good joke. I'm also surprised they didn't sneak any sort of. I, I, I guess I kind of appreciate that they didn't try to sneak in a, a bloody gur joke. Mm. I I like that there was not a lot of fan service in this, which is yeah. not something I could say about the Rocco one. Yeah, <laughs> the Rocco, which was weird because I did not remember enough about Rocco, but I just kept seeing things. I'm like, oh, that's supposed to be like a character I'm supposed to recognize, right? Yeah, but this is just like you know this this kind of felt like the most horrible Xmas Chris uh, special ever. Uh, mm-hmm. episode where it's just it's like no they just we just made another episode yeah which by the way that is one of my that was actually one of my favorite episodes the christmas episode yeah it's so good it's such a it. it's such a perfectly like written episode i i rewatched I, it a while back and there's still jokes that like make me fucking laugh the <laughs> the, it, the the thing that's like the most j humor bit of the christmas episode is whenever the snowman like telling the story grabs a kid by the head and stuffs them yeah, under the bed yeah no that joke formative for my humor because yeah. that is like what am I, As I was saying, saying that is like just a kid just criticizing it and him just shoving him under the bed and the kid being like perfectly sized to slot the under the bed <laughs> the physical aspects completely elude me <laughs> oh god i hate how much zim shit i can quote don't it's... fucking get me started um yeah, I loved Minnie Moose being plot relevant because I had to explain to people who Minnie Moose was. That's such, which is really funny. It's so good because well, Minnie Moose was introduced in the Christmas special too, right? Yeah, I think so. Because they like, were gonna yeah, inter- been here the whole time. Because they were gonna introduce him in the show as a joke about characters that are introduced late into a series. Yeah, and then they were like, "Well, we already wrote him into this episode, <laughs> so we're just gonna say, yeah, he's been here the whole time." <laughs> yeah, uh, so good. Um, yeah, God. And Depressed Ke- Zim was was good. That I, was so I great. I loved Depressed Zim. Kevin Manthe was also completely on point with the same exact fucking VSTs that he was using in the original show. The music sounded oh, the yeah. same. Um, so good on you. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just have I have a lot of good things to say about it, uh, and like some some kind of iffy things that I like. What did you think of the uh, the Professor Membrane arc with like Dib Dib's daddy issues? I don't know because Zim has always been a show that kind of runs away from like sincerity from sincerity. <laughs> yeah. So to see like a sincere moment or like an attempt at a sincere moment 
was really jarring to me. And it was really like a, a thing of just like, yeah, I guess every everybody has to grow up. Every show has to grow up. Because like, in a sense, like, I kind of feel like Zim was symptomatic of uh, or in support of some weird like complex that I happen to have of just like fuck sincerity irony is the way to go i I feel like (laughs) when zim came out was perfect for that and partially i think this is why the show didn't do well or rather like the show ended Mm -hmm. up going underground but had such a huge you know fan base is because it came out right before 9-11 yeah and then 9-11 happened and zim was one of the few things out there that was just cynical yeah and like you know people now are like cynicism is bad but the thing is Immediately post 9-11 America, no. Yeah. <laughs> Way too much sincerity. Zim Zim did a really good job of like just being like, no, fuck fuck sincerity. Fuck yeah. fuck emotions. Yeah. Um and I, I feel like that's I feel like the way it handled it though in the show, it didn't feel too it didn't feel too hokey. Yeah. I, I, I liked it because it still kind of was playful. It still kind of was like tongue-in-cheek and i like that there's also sort of it's a bitter sincerity because the it's still just like remembering being like what yeah of course i'm proud of you but like him but not i also getting, don't believe you yeah but i don't believe you and him not getting it and so the joke is still like dib is trying so desperately hard to get his dad to believe him because he thinks that's the yeah. way his dad will like him and his dad just being like shut up <laughs> <laughs> what you're my kid of course i like you dumbass <laughs> it was it was just weird. It was just totally strange. Um, but I I don't know. I don't think it helped to make it like a more enjoyable, a, a more or really less enjoyable film. It was just kind of like a tonally off awkward thing to all, experience. All shows gotta grow up. Hey, it's, we're living in a post post nine eleven world. Yeah, we're living. <laughs> we really are a post uh, post Steven Universe world. A post Trump. Uh, post Trump say it. <laughs> um, we need to I want there to be more Zim stuff on, on the air I think there's I guess kind of to an extent no because yeah. OKKO is very sincere but OKKO yeah. feels very much so like of that sort of lineage because it's sincerity is earned but it also is very very mocking of sincerity absolutely I think OKKO has like a really 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 strong voice of like what uh, what it wants to like poke fun at like um the, the 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 episode about gun control is both an episode very much so about like actually gun control like very much so explicitly gun control propaganda yeah but also like self-mocking of the idea of a cartoon being gun control propaganda yeah for and real. like just like but like and mocking the idea of like that we can do anything about gun control <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh, the fucking captain planet episode just ending with like uh, actually, okay, KO, like, there's nothing you can do about global warming because it's actually corporations' fault. Uh, this was something that could have been stopped in the 90s. And basically, you just need to get the 100 richest people to agree to change things, and they won't. And then the episode just ends. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just like, and here's how you recycle. <laughs> God. Yeah. I, I, I feel that... Uh... Invader Zim has left left us all in a better place, in cartoons especially. Um, like it or not, assholes, we Invader Zim is good. Actually, it's it's actually good. I know on Letterboxd I gave it a three and a half, I think, but that was because it was something where I was like, I can't say this is good because it ha- it is entirely of 
do you like Invader Zim mm-hmm. still? <laughs> yeah, still. Would you still watch Invader Zim? Yes, this is good. No, you're not going to like this. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And that's, yeah, absolutely. For for real heads only. This one, this one's for the for the fans. And you know what? God bless though all the new fans. Me and uh, my roommates were talking about this. It's so cool seeing like fan base basically be exactly the same, but like a different online language. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just people drawing jokes about like Zim uh, making Gerd write a call out post. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Um. We love the fan artists. It's it's such a it's such a perfect show for shit posting. I'm glad yeah. I'm glad that like the modern shit posting teens have this show now. It touches my heart, the generational sort of handoff. Invaders is eternal. <laughs> yeah, it's eternal. I hope teens get obsessed with it all over again forever and ever. Did you know that there's a last I checked, this is like two, three years ago, so it's probably still running. There was a Zimcon, like a convention. Yes, I knew that about is this. Still running. Oh, maybe we should. Or at go. the very least, of of as of like two or three years ago when I last checked, I, I don't it was know if still it's still running. going or not. But if I come back, maybe yeah, maybe <laughs> it was still, it was still something where it's like, oh, this has been running like a decade and a half after the show has stopped yeah. running, level that, running. That, that was kind of when my simmering anger because we had talked about being angry at Nickelodeon, uh, and uh, in in my teen years, I had a vendetta against SpongeBob because I thought that SpongeBob being more popular knocked Zim off the air. Yeah. Because that's how a child thinks. Yeah, that's that's how that's <laughs> how you think TV works when you're uh that's how you think TV works when you're 14 or a democrat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh which are kind of similar concepts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh and um kind of uh consequently like i i had like a long simmering anger about it um and just like oh it took my favorite show up here fuck you fuck you and then as soon as i saw there there was like an entire fucking convention devoted to this canceled two season television show i was like okay well someone's gonna do something like eventually yeah yeah, shit's eventually gonna start popping off and then the oni press comics started picking up steam and you know so maybe more (laughs) I, I really do feel like Netflix is... Because they released these both within this month. Yeah. And I feel like Netflix is definitely trying to test the waters about possibly bringing shows back and seeing if if there's, like, a marketplace for it. Well, they did that for Full House, which is... Sorry, bringing back shows people actually <laughs> want to watch. <laughs> yeah, so they're... Because I think they learned their lesson of Full House, yeah. which is that people watch that because it was on, dude. <laughs> Not because it was fucking good. And I, I, for what it's worth, I think She-Ra's doing pretty good. I haven't. Oh, seen I forgot any that it, She-Ra but... came. Well, wait, was She-Ra? It's a Netflix. Yeah, but I was gonna say, was She-Ra uh, an original? Like, is it a bringing back? Because I thought sure. She-Ra was a character in a different cartoon. Was well, yeah, She-Ra was a character in He-Man. People like, like I said, it. Like, I, you I people like it. it. Yeah. I haven't seen any of it, but you know, it's no, it's no Turbo, the animated series. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah. So basically, flushed it on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Watch. Enjoy Zim. Enjoy, enjoy Zim. Enjoy happiness of Zim. And, and, if, and if they decide that they're going to give Zim a TV show... Fuck it. Fuck it. I, I, w- I guess I would rather see something new, especially from the combined minds of Vasquez and Goldberg. Actually, yeah, it'd be pretty interesting to see them. Or even, like, if they just did, like, a Squee cartoon show. Yeah. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, I don't think they would want to do that. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's, no. like, that's, a, that's long in the past. But I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, I, that, I, then you would have to make Johnny the Homicidal Maniac in full motion, which like I don't think. Oh, that would look weird. Yeah, I don't think anybody wants he would that. Just, he would. He'd be voiced by Rick Sanchez. Oh God, <laughs> Squee! <laughs> <laughs> we're 
We gotta get nail bunny. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh. I I can't. I I really can't envision that. Uh, Breen Burns also does a couple voices. Du- Breen Burns also had a major hand in in the production of this Invader Zim movie. Uh, do do you want to know who Breen Burns is? Yeah, Doctor Tran. <laughs> Oh, that makes perfect sense, yeah. actually. That makes fucking exactly perfect sense. Yeah, Breen Burns worked on Dr. Tran, so uh, and also worked on the Invaders M film, so, you know. Good film. Glow glow up, I guess. Glow sideways. Glow up, I would say. I'd say, yeah. I feel like I feel like that's like, you know, if you made Dr. Tran working on Invaders M kind of feels like your dream job. Yeah, absolutely. And Dr. Tran is Dr. Tran. Don't look it up. I mean, pr- or maybe look it up. Your has, it aged, has it aged well? Um, I, I very rare, very remember very little of it. Probably not. I'm gonna say no. It's probably, probably it's probably something really bad. Don't look it up. Yeah, but do look up Invader Zim. Enter the floor. Fist Enter the floor. Fist on your, on your latest Netflix or torrenting client. <laughs> uh, what would you rather have spent my subscription money on? Yeah. Um. So a while back, um. I found a squeaky toy of the I feel sick <gasps> thing. Yeah. So if that was twelve bucks, I would have spent twelve bucks on that. I used to have that. Yeah, I found it. I gave it I gave it to Meeks actually, because oh. he, he really wanted it. Because oh he God. also had one and so did I. And I was like, well, we live in the same house, so I guess you can just have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I for twelve bucks I, I wish I could have back my Invader Zim diorama toy thingies. Oh yeah. Which they put out, which I, I had like the tallest and then I had like uh I think I also Dib. found a, I think I also had a filler bunny around here somewhere. I don't oh. know if I I might have given that to someone else as well. God, remember going to Hot Topic and fucking last week? <laughs> well, I mean like as a teen. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I remember going to Hot Topic and then just having invaders at merch for yeah. <laughs> for two decades. I remember seeing like some sort of the first time I saw some stupid like internet series like Foamy or some bullshit like advertised that Hot Topic, I was like whoa the internet's real <laughs> oh god it's going to hot topic now is so surreal because there used to be at least a vague aesthetic that they assorted their pop culture licenses uh-huh. around and now it's just literally whatever is out they, <laughs> they have such a they have such a different personality now you've changed hot topic it's just a clearinghouse of like what do teens watch not oh the same god. teens different like any teen i learned capitalism was bullshit because i was I was a goth and I hated Abercrombie and Fitch. But then someone told me that Abercrombie and Fitch was owned by the same company that owns Hot Topic. Whoa! Whoa. I think my uh, my my anti capitalist awakening was Invaders and being canceled. Yeah, and that then too. also listening to the leaked audio of the last episode of Angry Beavers that they weren't allowed to make. Oh shit! Where Richard Horvitz and the one who voices Daggett, uh, or the one who voices Norbert, um, are basically explaining that their show has been canceled and slowly like the universe around them sort of dissolving and them explaining wow. how the show is being canceled in part because Nickelodeon can save money by just running the show as reruns and forever and making money off of it and then mm-hmm. not paying the staff to make new episodes and paying them nothing in royalties. Beautiful. Literally and which is why they were not allowed to make that episode. That's great. But they did record it and Richard Horvitz leaked it on some inter- in some interview. Fucking hero. Yeah, no, it's it's really good and it's worth going out there and listening because it's very, very interesting and it's a very good insight into just how openly yeah. it was known that like Nickelodeon would just fuck over their creators for money. Absolutely. And I assume probably still do, but Yeah. In fact, it, let's just say it. 
animation probably still is based on exploiting uh, the most passionate people alive. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> the big industry, big scary industry, with a lot of big scary things that happen a lot. And a lot of uh... sometimes, despite all that, we get an okay KO. Yeah. Or gravity. I like Gravity Falls. Yeah. People's mileage varies on that it's one. All right. Or uh, maybe DuckTales. I haven't watched the new DuckTales. <laughs> maybe it's good. Yeah. Oh, the new fucking Mooney Tunes supposed to be good. The new uh, Pokemon kind of rips. I yeah. I saw I some of the animation. It's wild. I can't pay attention to it because it's Pokemon. But uh, it, it, it looks beautiful. I started watching bits of Mau Mau. Um, uh, and it's 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 pretty good. I think it's, uh, from what I know, it's getting better too as it goes on. And mm-hmm. I, I believe it is because it's basically a lot of, like, it's kind of like how OKKO OK has a lot of staff that it kind of build off of Steven Universe. I think yeah. Mau Mau is doing the same thing with OKKO. OK oh, good. Um, yeah. But it's it's a it's a fun little show. All right. Cool. Watch cartoons, everybody. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I As an anti-cartoon propagandist, <laughs> um, every cartoon that I just mentioned is great. Yes, uh, Turbo the Animated Series, bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> bring it back. That's the final. I one. don't know why I'm so obsessed with like, that as a joke. <laughs> it's just such a it was such a weird series that for some reason I watched every episode of. Why? I don't. I was depressed and lived in Connecticut. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's real. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, we enjoyed. We enjoyed. We stand. We stand. <laughs> Do we dare? Do we dare? <laughs> Do stand we dare? Stand Zim? Oh. Uh, but I think that wraps that wraps it up. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I hope you all enjoy some of the few times we will ever fucking talk about cartoons on this channel. Yeah, because and that includes superhero movies. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, superhero. Fuck movies. Fuck you, superhero. Movies. Roasted, <laughs> bitch. Uh, yeah, keep an eye out. We're gonna uh do more stuff. <laughs> yeah, we got more in the can. Yeah, check out our Patreon. We have a Patreon. poll going up for our next film. It's already up. It's already uh, up. The next, it's about a... Uh, go vote! Yeah, go vote for it. Um, and we will see you, see you on then. the flip side. See you on the... F- Flurp side. Oh! Ah! Yeah, because okay. it's Invader Zone. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, bye. Bye.